ever wondered what makes a natural singer so good? Imagine, you know, just opening your mouth, singing and sounding as if you were born to do it. You've got such a great voice. I personally believe you can actually learn to do this. Now, I'm not a natural singer. I wasn't born with a great voice. And in fact, I actually had to work through a lot of challenges, a lot of you know struggles in order to do some of the things that I can do today vocally. And frankly, I think this is what has allowed me to help my students because, you know, I have to go through every single nook and cranny. And so I understand where you all are coming from. But I've also had the honor and, you know, the luxury of teaching and surrounding myself with a lot of naturally gifted singers and helping them take their voice to the next level. And because of that, I've had some observations. I've noticed some things that they do, and I want to distill it and share it to you today in three very simple manners. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Singing Simply Show. My name is Ivan and on this podcast or on this show, we're here to demystify learning how to sing. Make it as simple and as easy as possible for you because I, let's face it, learning how to sing can feel confusing. It can feel challenging. And so if this sounds like this is up your lane, then hit that subscribe, hit that follow. We are releasing episodes every single Friday. So you'll be the first to get access to that. If you are looking to fast track your singing and you want to improve faster without the confusion, check out the link below. I'll drop a link on how you can get in contact and work with me. So number one, they keep things safe. Now, the reason why I'm sharing this is often when we're listening to a natural singer, we think they can do anything. You know, they can do all the crazy stuff and, you know, hitting the high notes and doing all these crazy runs. But what I realized is that's not actually not the case. Rather, it's that they're just able to keep things safe and, you know, hide their flaws really, really well. And I know this from experience because I've had the chance to observe my busking partner. So I actually busk every single Friday with one of my friends. And he is what I would consider a naturally gifted singer. Now, the cool part with him is with 90% of his performance, with his song choice, he often stays in a very kind of safe manner, doing things that he knows he can rely on, you know, that, that, that riff or that run he always does, or maybe how he uses breathiness or how he is able to kind of keep the phrasing quite smooth. He relies on that to deliver his performances. What he does at the same time, though, is he hides his flaws really, really well. And I know this because he usually doesn't go for his high notes. He usually doesn't go for his high notes. And that odd occasion when he would try that high note or he would go for it, he usually cracks anyway. So um, that's why I know with these natural singers, it's not that they can do everything, but it's because they know how to keep things safe. They know what makes them sound good. And then they also are able to hide their flaws really, really well. And so how we can apply this as people learning how to sing is I'm all for challenging hard parts. I'm all for you know building your range, doing those hard things that make your voice stronger and better. But save that for the practice session, right? Save that for the workout. When it comes to performing, when it comes to singing in front of people, and I've been guilty of this, right? If you're not certain with that high note, don't go for it. And so we need to build this self-awareness for us as singers, which means, you know, at my current skill level, what can I comfortably do? What's within my safe zone? Spend 90% of our time there. And of course, at one or two moments, you can challenge those high notes, you can go for it, but we don't want to be forcing our way through an entire song. And if this means, you know, lowering the key so it feels more comfortable for you, or if it means singing those high notes, not as a belt, not as a full kind of voice, but as a falsetto, then that's totally cool as well. I remember so many occasions I'm trying to force through the high notes, just hit it because I thought people would be impressed, but it would have been much better if I handled that as a falsetto. Now, I know this might kind of hit our kind of singer's ego. We're like, you know, I'm better than this. I know I can do more. But trust me, you'd rather not do that in a performance setting. Spend more time in the practice session, nailing them, getting them again and again and again. And when you can get them consistently in the practice, 
then yes, give it a go in the performance. Number two, they know what vocal colors to use. And this is particularly important because sometimes you notice even when you are singing on pitch, you're singing on time, something still sounds funny. It still sounds funky. And I know this from experience because when I first started recording vocals, I would, you know, I'll be able to hit the note. I'll hit the note. I know I'm on pitch. I would be on time, but it just sounded so weird. It didn't sound like it blended well with the rest of the track. A big reason behind this is there's more to sounding good than just pitch and time. Often what we refer to this is the tone of your voice, the colors, you know, the choices that you make, those nuances that you add that can make or break your singing. And so what I've noticed with natural singers is they know almost exactly what colors or sounds to use that will blend well with the instrumental that they're singing or will blend well with the feeling of the song at least. For example, where should they be going breathy? Where could they lean in a bit more, add more strength? Where can they add a bit of a run? Where can, where can they add this kind of little flick or all these nuances? whether it be their ear or maybe they've just done it so many times, they always know where to go in terms of stylistic choices. And so I think this is actually a really important skill if you not only if you want to sing the notes, be on page, be on time, but actually sound good doing it as well. This is where I would start. Now, now how we can actually apply this to our singing is we have to develop our ears just as these natural singers have probably done themselves. What I want you to do is try this. Choose a song and you can you know, choose a verse or a chorus of it. Bring out the lyrics, actually. Bring out the lyrics, put it on a sheet or you can write it down and go through them line by line. And I want you to see and you can maybe make some notes on your piece of paper or, you know, your, your Word doc. What are all the details and colors that this original singer is using? Where are they going breathy? Where are they going strong? Where are they leaning in a bit more? Where are they maybe adding some vocal fry, some texture to it? All of these little nuances are really important for us to develop because from there, we can actually stand on the shoulders of giants, which means there's a reason why the original artist chose to make those sounds. It's probably because it felt right. It sounded good in the context of the music. And so when we are singing that song or covering that song, we want to make similar choices, especially if you're not sure what style to go for. When they're going breathy, try to go breathy. When they're going and adding vocal fry, try to add vocal fry. Now, the, the goal here isn't to copy and become a copycat, but rather just to understand how they made those choices. From the repetition, the doing it again and again and again, this is going to allow you to develop your own style eventually as well. In fact, this is actually one of the things I do with my clients. We would sit down, run through a song, and we'll do a bit of a recording session, record each line line by line until they can pick up a lot of the nuances that way, they, they built into their muscle memory. All of a sudden, they, they will have some of the same nuances that some of these natural singers are also doing as well. And so I know this is a really, really important practice for us to be doing as singers. Now, the last one is natural singers often have very, very strong fundamentals. One of the words that's often used to describe natural singers is that they sound smooth. And what I've observed is that they've mastered a lot of the fundamentals, which allows them to navigate throughout the range that they've got very, very smoothly. You know, there's no changes in volume. There's no random changes in pitches. There's no random changes in articulation. Everything's kind of quite steady and smooth. And if there are any changes, it's quite intentional. But what this means is you have to actually build some of the basic fundamentals, being able to stay on pitch, being able to have good breath support, and then be able to connect your phrasing in a way that's quite smooth 
these are the things that are almost a prerequisite if you want to sound good. Then of course you can add your styling and all of that on top of it, but you need to be able to maintain a smooth kind of phrasing. So how can we apply this to our own singing as learners? We want to make sure we don't skip the fundamentals. The challenge I see time and time again is people, you know, they will think of the fundamentals as, you know, this level one, I'm just going to do it. And then I'll just go to the level two, but fundamentals aren't there to skip. They're not there so you can complete and then move on. Fundamentals are there because they apply to 90% of your singing scenarios. And so you want to keep revisiting them. I'm always revisiting, okay, am I really using my breath support? Have I got a, you know, a stable sense of pitch? Am I connecting my phrasing? Right? I find that I can keep doing more and more work on it. And another way to see it is when you focus on these fundamentals, you can actually build more range as well. A lot of people are always kind of trying to find shortcuts or hacks to building the high range, but they don't realize that 90% of the work is done by building the fundamentals and applying that to a workout or a routine that you can consistently do. The quick hacks are the 10%. You know, there might be that occasion where it suddenly gets you into that quality, but there needs to be some groundwork as well, especially if you want to build more range. So that's it. These are the three ideas or observations that I've made just from being around and teaching and guiding natural singers. I want you to just choose one of these ideas. Maybe it's number one, which is keeping things safe, building some self-awareness on what you're actually good at and what's super, super comfortable for you, even if it means lowering the key. Number two, start studying songs and really understanding the nuances, the vocal colors that you need to use. And then number three, building some strong fundamentals. Choose one of them and focus on that for the next seven days or even just the next practice session really really focus on that and remember if you're feeling lost if you're feeling confused if you're still not sure where to go just know that you don't have to do this on your own voice teachers like me are guiding students every day through these ideas through these concepts to help you sing better and sing the songs that you want so if you are looking to fast track your singing and you want to improve faster without the confusion check out the link below i'll drop a link on how you can get in contact and work with me so apart from that team remember become better. And I'll see you all for our next session next Friday. Take care.